Hey, let's get into the word. Oh, I had a sneeze there. Yeah. Oh, I could Good feel thing it. I took took that over. I could feel it coming. That's yes. right. Romans chapter 12, okay. verse 1 and 2. All right, let's read this together. Again, that is Romans chapter 12, verses 1 and 2. Yes. Okay. I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable to God, which is your reasonable service. And do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you may prove what is good and acceptable and perfect will of God. And that's what we want to talk about tonight. Uh, tonight, uh, Pastor Emily and I, this isn't just for married couples, and it's not just for uh, men and women in their 30s. It's for, it's for everybody. We, we want to talk about, the title is, What's the Purpose? Because I know a lot of people are asking this question, why? What is, what's really going on? What's going on with our government? What's going on around the world? Is, are they lying to us? Is this the truth? What's, why, why COVID? Why now? Why, why, why react and respond like this? Why is the world shutting down? It just seems overwhelming and confusing. And you can get lost in the purpose. And sometimes when some things are taken away from you, like you can't go to work like you used to, or you can't function as a family like you used to, or in your marriages, you, you know, date nights and, and I'm watching all these anniversaries. That's right. Uh, that's going to be us in a couple weeks. That's right. May 19th. I remember. I okay remember. Okay now. Uh-huh. Uh, but we have anniversaries. You can't celebrate anniversaries like you used to. You can't celebrate those things. You can't do like you used to do. And so then sometimes it feels like the purpose is removed and you could feel frustrated in your business. You could feel frustrated in your marriage. You could feel like not only just frustrated, but when you feel like you're without purpose, you feel like you're without hope and in without like direction and without, uh, and without purpose. I, I feel like what, where, well then what am I supposed to do? I should have seen this coming. I should have been prepared. I, I should have had more money in the savings account. I knew we should have paid that car off and that credit card off before we went into this. And, and, and you start living in all the what ifs because now your purpose has been shifted because the main question with within what's the purpose of not just Corona, but what's the purpose, what's your purpose, sometimes we can identify our purpose and our value with our job, yeah. our marriage. That's right. Our having kids. That's right. I because oh, because I don't have kids or I have a lot of kids, that is my purpose. That yeah. isn't my purpose. How or, hard I work, my work ethic. Right. We can find so much uh, substance or we can fi- we really take our stake in what we do yeah. and it, rather than who we are and in what we talk about in the just being. And, you know, that's been very challenging. Um, I know for for me, even personally, you know, I enjoy putting, we, we enjoy as a team here, we enjoy putting on community events and man, that all flew right out the window, didn't it? And so, uh, that was a shift for us, you know, in the first couple weeks to really understand like, okay, how can we still serve our people? How can we love our people, shepherd our people, uh, but in a completely different way. And that's what I know a lot of you are dealing with right now. You know, even all, all of our parents out there of young kids or kids that are even in, in high school, uh, you know, that's a complete shift for you because all of a sudden you've become a stay-at-home parent. Yeah. 
and you know you're you're needing to find right your purpose, yeah. your purpose. Yeah. and uh, how are you fulfilling your kids? How are you fulfilling yourself? And starting you know? to freak out, you know, like what, what are my kids going to be jacked up when they leave this? Because I didn't do a good enough job. Absolutely, I didn't teach them enough. I didn't. Well, I didn't manage their schedule mm-hmm. enough, and I didn't make sure they were regulated and they were learning this and this and this. Yeah. And and we think that we start to have a freak out moment because. We can't operate like we used to operate right. because, and that's where we used to find our comfort and our it's where, value. It's where we used to find our value. It's where we used to find our purpose. Mm-hmm. And so tonight, that that's the discussion. It's more of a discussion than it is just a preaching, because we want to just discuss this with you. In fact, I encourage you pull out a piece of paper, pull out something to write with, pull out your Bible, open up your Bible, and as the Lord brings thoughts into your mind, scriptures and stories in the Bible, uh, I want you to write them down. And as the Lord brings thoughts to your remembrance and some of the things we're going to encourage you to write down, take notes because I want to spend time uh, uh, diving into this and dialoguing and discussing where we find our purpose because I want to help bring peace to somebody's purpose because the number one thing, the number one misnomer or lie is that I'm going to find my purpose. I want you to write that down. The number one lie is I'm going to find my purpose. You ever heard somebody say, oh, you know, we're just going to go on a sojourn and I'm just trying to find, I'm a soul trip where I'm just going to find myself and I'm going to find my purpose. Humanity has been trying to do this since the dawn of time. We've been trying to find our purpose. And the answer to that is you'll never find your purpose because there's only one purpose. And the answer is it's God's purpose. Mm, Yeah, that's good. Because the, the, the man doesn't have a purpose outside of God. Right. That's the, that's the truth of the matter. The truth of the, of the matter is we can all have lots of things that we do within the purpose for which God gave us. Mm-hmm. But it's in his purpose, not in our purpose. And that's, the, that's what I want us to first start talking about is my purpose my and purpose. our purpose. Mm-hmm. We can keep looking for those things, which is my purpose. And if you're on a journey of, I've got to find my purpose, you're, you're, I'll just tell you right now, you're going to keep looking Yeah. and you'll never feel fulfilled until you get on the mind of Christ. I know a lot of people who they thought, oh, it was launching this business and I'm going to, ha- I'm going to make good money. Right. And I know a lot of people who have packed out bank accounts and everything physically that they could need with an empty heart right. and an empty life. Cause there's no purpose. And well, I know people on the other side. Absolutely. Because you know, I, let's, let's paint some real pictures for some people that may be tuning in right now. You know, have you ever felt like, man, I went, once I get this, then I'll feel yeah. fulfilled. Right. Once I achieve this position, then I'll feel fulfilled. Once I buy this, then I'll feel fulfilled. Yeah. And really what it is, is you're looking for some kind of outlet, but we're putting, again, that value in the wrong thing. Yep. And, you know, I mean, we can do that all the time. It's like, I mean, gosh, we're talking about the quarantine 15, but I'm just going to make a shout out to all those people that are stuck online shopping and you are, you are going down the toilet right here. I'm going to go ahead and raise my (laughs) hand. I got an issue. people. It's a, it's a problem, you know? And, uh, but, but again, it's like, well, why do you feel that you need to do that? It's because we have this innate 
feeling within us like I've got to do something. I've got to, right. you know, it, it's almost like an achievement. Yeah, like I, I accomplished for. something, and be, right. therefore, if I accomplish something, I, I I have value and I have purpose. But God loves you, and you have purpose uh, when you're sitting there on the couch eating Doritos, doing nothing. You have purpose when you're out there and you're moving and and doing and accomplishing a lot of tasks. Your checklist, right. you know, you have purpose because our purpose isn't found in what we do, it's found in who we are and who we are in Christ. And Mm -hmm. so in Acts chapter 13 and verse 36, it says this in the NIV. Now, when David talking about King David had served God's purpose in his own generation, he fell asleep and he was buried with his ancestors and his body decayed. Now that last part is disgusting, but the first part is talking about how he served God's purpose. It was David, David was jacked up and he messed up and he made mistakes and he accomplished a lot and failed a lot. He had lots of highs and lots of lows, but none of that is what defined who David was. He was defined at the end of his life because it says he served God's purpose. Yes. Yes. And for his generation. Don't some versions say that? Yes. He served his purpose for his generation. So I want to encourage you right now. The whole thing that we're going to be talking, we're talking about purpose, uh, but God designed you to serve a purpose for this generation. You know, growing up, I mean, I love vintage stuff. I think if you've been around me long enough, you know, I really like retro things. I really like vintage things. And I loved watching the the cartoon Pound Puppies when I was young. Do you remember that? And everything was like the sock hop and, you know, they would play 50 songs and like one of my favorite movies growing up I had the biggest crush on John Travolta and I mean for real I did he was like my friend my best friend and I Danielle Marshall we would literally look at her grease calendar before school every day and I loved old things I loved vintage things and I remember as a kid I remember you know, going to my dad after watching Pound Puppies one day, and I just cried to him, and I said, why was I born now? Why couldn't I have been born back then? You know, and I even remember as a kid, I can tell you, on like Cactus Road, I would, I remember driving in the backseat of my parents' car and wondering like, why was I born now? Why are, why are these people my parents? Why am I me? And I thought those things as a kid. So uh, there's a couple things I want you to take away from this. Number one, parents, don't ever discredit your children from thinking really deep thoughts. Most of the time they are. Amen. They are because they're able to really get in tune with the spirit because they don't have all this other junk crowding up their mind. But number two, know that I I remember doing, I remember crying out, crying to my dad, you know, like, why was I born now? But you know what? The older that I've gotten and I understand who I am and who God designed me to be and the voice that I have and that, you know, I'm not a timid church mouse, right. you know, right. and I'm very bold and, you know, respectfully, but yeah. I am very bold. And if I had been born in any different generation, I would have been silenced. But I was born for such a time as this yeah. to reach my generation. Right. Right. And so that is so in tune with what we're hearing from David. Right. 100%. Because he fulfilled the purpose of his generation. And so part of this is understanding that number one, what's the purpose? Mm -hmm. 
And the purpose can be frustrating when you're seeking in all the wrong directions. So when COVID happens, when a war breaks out, when life gets torn apart and, and dismantled and you don't know what you really have left and all the things that you used to rely and lean on now are not there. Mm -hmm. And so then you, you're living in a place of purposelessness, mm -hmm. right? And you're living in a, you're living a, living in a place where you have no purpose, where you have no point, where you feel like it's all gone. What's the meaning of all this? And, and, and when all of that is stripped away, you have to really get down to really where do I find my meaning and my purpose? And mm. it starts off with David saying he served God's purpose. Yeah. So number one, or, or sorry, we've said number one, I think five times, at least I have. <laughs> so the next point that I want you to take away from this is it's God's purpose. I don't need to find my purpose. I, I'll never find that, but I need to find God's purpose because yes. finding my purpose will never be fulfilled, but finding God's purpose, I'll find fulfillment. Yeah. And so God's purpose and how do I find God's purpose? And that's the third point, if you will. The third point is I'm going to serve my generation. So I'm going to, the way I find God's purpose and how I fulfill God's purpose is serving God's people. Yeah. That's how I find it. Come on now. And Peter Peter tried to get in the way of Jesus and said, Jesus, you can't go to the cross. And yep. he said, get behind me, Satan, because Jesus had a purpose to serve. Yeah. That's why he said, I came to serve and not be served. That Jesus set foot on this earth and said, I came to serve and not be served. Absolutely. And he fulfilled the greatest purpose. So how do you fulfill the greatest purpose and find fulfillment in your purpose, find the true identity of your purpose, to, to not feel frustrated in your purpose is serve the people of God. Yeah. Serving people serves God yeah. and God will help identify your purpose. Sometimes it just starts with saying, Hey, I just want to help you. Yeah. Hey, how, how can I, how can I serve you? That's how it worked for us in our ministry. I said to uh, our governor and to some uh, directors for the prison department, I said, how can we serve you? Yeah. Hey, we want you to come down uh, to the warden. I said, how can we serve you? Hey, can you do this? And then all of a sudden it flourished into a beautiful prison ministry. Yeah. And then I said that to our police chief, how can we serve you? Yeah. And he said, Hey, how can I serve you back? And we built the dream court together. Yes. And we were able to do so much because all we stepped out in doing, Emily and I, this church, you, is start stepping out and saying, how can I serve you? Now, the frustrating part for some people would be, how can I serve right now? Oh, that's how a good can, question. What do I do? How do I serve now? We, we created a whole new category yep. because now we're living in a new dimension. So we called this category social influencers and social influencers <laughs> this are is one category. Are, yeah. One category. Social influencers are social servants yep. are those people who are online right now and you see them. They're, they're specific people and they make 150 different names and they're tagging names and they're sharing it and they're liking it because that's a way to serve other people. I'm going to send a message out to them. I'm right. going to let them know I'm praying for for them. Hey, uh, while I'm watching this service, I'm thinking of them. That's so important. Yeah. That one act right there. That's what you need to take away from this. When we're tagging people, it, it, it means so much to someone to see that, Hey, you thought of me. Yeah. That is such, and, and anybody can do that. Isn't that the most beautiful thing? And so if you don't know, well, who do I start tagging? I don't even know. I don't right. even know how to do that. You just pray. You, and it is as, as simple of prayer as, Holy Spirit, who do I need to be thinking of right now? 
And I'm going to tell you, he's going to start dropping people in right. your mind. You're going to start visualizing them and you just have to write the name. And that is how we can be obedient yeah. and serve people in this time. That's one way. One way. Yes. And we're, we're giving masks away. Uh, we're, we're giving finances away. We're That's giving right. food away. You know, it can There's be still... as simple as, you know, you text somebody that you know that maybe has yeah. a lot of small children at home. And you say, you know, can I bring you a meal today? You know, are right. you comfortable with me bringing you a meal? Or I can even pick up food, you know, from oregano's and bring it to you tonight yeah. if if that would help you. And you know what? It is like that, that stress for, for that family to receive that. What, what a weight lifted off of them. And that is just one way that you can serve. You know, simple even ways that you can serve right now is you text somebody. You know, we have, uh, like Pastor Bree texted me last week. She texted me on Monday and she said, how can I be praying for you this week? Yeah. That one line, that is a way that you can serve someone in this realm, in this dimension that we're talking about. It looks different now. It does. It looks, it, it looks totally different of, of how you can, but there's still ways too. Absolutely. And there's still a way to serve people. There's still a way to live in God's purpose and be the witness that you've been called to be, be the living sacrifice that he's called us to be and serve God's purpose instead of trying to find my purpose because the difficult truth that we all have to come to is my purpose is a mystery I'll never find. But God's purpose is there. It's written. It's known. It's obvious. He's saying, this is my purpose. Present yourself as a living sacrifice. And he says, do not be conformed. Why does he say do not be conformed? He says, do not be conformed because the world is, is ever changing. And if I just keep conforming to the world, I'm going to live on a roller coaster of just stretching and coming and going. And the world has war breaks out and then it has government issues and then economic issues and it has all the ups and downs. And I can continue to be just just destroyed by the world because the world is weird. And if I just keep living according to what the world tells me to conform to, then I'm always going to be fluctuating and frustrated at what is my purpose because nothing is staying consistent. That's right. And nothing's solid. Nothing is solid. Because nothing about this world is solid. And what we weren't meant right. to, we're, we're always thinking about how can we live in this world when right. we were really meant for heaven. And we're supposed to pray what? Thy kingdom come. Thy will, will be, be done, done on earth as it is in heaven. So we have to fix our minds on heavenly things. Yep. Just like Pastor Lane is saying, we're going to fluctuate. We're going to be, you know, stretched. We're yeah. going to be squeezed. You know, you're going to have those feelings of anxiousness. Yep. You're going to have those feelings of fear. You're going to have those feelings of anger. And I'll tell you right then, right then, that's when you know that God's trying to show you something. Right. God's sending you a distress signal. Yes. He's sending you an SOS. Yes. You do not have your mind on heavenly things, dear child. I need you to fix your eyes on me. This world is going to try and make you choose a side. This world is going to try and make you say one thing or another. And it's going to be, you know, so harsh. Yeah. Is God harsh? No. 
He's not no, a harsh taskmaster. He's not yeah. a harsh taskmaster, as Pastor Landon said. He's not harsh. And so when you're starting to feel all of those burdens, all of that anxiousness, all of that unnerving, ugh, oh my gosh, what is wrong with me? I can't even settle my thoughts. My heart is beating a million times a minute. I feel like I want to throw up, you know. And I'm, I'll tell you, I, I went through these things yesterday. We had some weird things happen at our apartment and just so many people that we love in our life just going through turmoil and issues. And you know what? The more I kept hearing it, it was like starting to spiral me. And I just had to stop in the middle of the day and just get out my journal. I had to put on worship music. I had to write out what, what I was feeling in my heart. And you guys have heard me say this, and I will say it until the day that I die. You need to write things out so that you can get it out of your heart, give it to the Lord, and only the Holy Spirit, the great thing about when you write it down, he will only bring back to your recollection what he wants you to actually think about. Amen. And if he doesn't want you to think about it, that means it's a care of this world. And honey, you weren't meant to think about it. So get it out on paper, shut that book, right. and it's time for a new chapter. It's time for, and that's so powerful and such a great word. Because that, that's when I, when, as you were speaking, I was picturing Jesus being tempted in the wilderness for the devil trying to challenge his purpose mm -hmm. and get him to do something out of, outside of his purpose. Yeah. And then Peter trying to stop him and get him to not fulfill his purpose. Yeah. And then Peter, while the guards are coming again, Peter draws the sword and tries to chop off a head yeah. to stop Jesus from his purpose. Because Ooh. when you're, when you make one one adjustment outside of the purpose of God, you now make yourself susceptible to what the devil has for you. So now Satan has now a foothold in your life, a voice in your life, an opportunity in your life, because now you're not serving God's purpose, you're serving your purpose. And when you serve your purpose, that see, that's the heart that Emily and I have right now, is this heartbreaking feeling that while we can't come together and have a constant Bible studies and life groups and launching of all kinds of ministries, we're, we're thinking about, all the people who are out there wondering what their purpose is and then uh, are trying to redefine their purpose and trying to locate their purpose and all the while the, 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 their opportunity or they're susceptible for what the devil and for what Satan and for what the world has to speak into them yeah. and now they're trying the, the, the sheep pen is open and there are wolves out there and as a shepherd our, our heart and our desire is to say hey we want to help speak life and protection and covering because now you're more susceptible to all kinds of different things than you ever were before yes. and yes. in different ways than before. Yes. And so uh, I encourage you, you got to get back in the word. You got to do what Pastor Emily was talking about. Write it down. Stay focused. Stay alert. Stay Fix vigilant. Yeah. Continually trans renew your mind. Transform. Yeah. Your mind. The transform means I'm going to become something different so when you come out of quarantine don't come out something worse come out something better. better you want to come out transformed you want to go from that caterpillar to that butterfly during this time of quarantine because this is your time in the cocoon that you could develop and grow and then stretch beyond that and become what god has called you to be so yeah. instead of crawling in the dirt anymore yeah. now you can fly when you come out of here but that's if you transform instead of conform. 
And if you allow the transformation and we're not saying, all right, are you ready? You're going to go from the cocoon to a butterfly because you're going to start seminary in your home. Nobody is saying that. Nobody's putting that timestamp on you. You got to give five hours in the Bible every day. Otherwise you're a terrible Christian. Nobody is saying that. What we're saying is you got to allow the transformation to take place. And so that comes by making a choice. I'm going to choose to do my little Facebook scroll because that's my muscle memory. When I get up in the morning, I grab my phone, I unplug it, you know, I give myself the 20 minutes of, you know, I just got to like let my mind wake up and I'm just going to do the Facebook scroll, check in on everything that I already saw, you know, cause I went to bed at 1030 and nobody's posted anything new. <laughs> um, I'll just keep doing the scroll or you make the choice of, okay, I'm going to unplug my phone. I'm going to open my Bible app. Right. I'm going to read the scripture of the day. I'm going to read it again because I didn't get it the first time because I'm too tired. Right. I'm going to read it a third time just so that I make sure I take away the keywords. Yeah. And then I'm going to pray, Holy Spirit, as I read this word, what are you wanting to say to me? How can I apply this to my life right now? Right. And I'm going to tell you, it's, it's just a choice. Transformation will take place. It's just a matter of the choice of if you will allow it. Right. You can keep conforming to the muscle memory of the scroll or, you know, putting on Netflix or, you know, what we decided this week. Here's another opportunity for you to glean (laughs) and inspire you. We said we're not going to allow ourselves to watch more than one hour of television a day if we watch television every day. We will watch one hour and then it's off. I got to do something else. I'm going to get out my watercolor kit or I'm going to FaceTime somebody and check in actually how they're doing. And then, you know, if they ask me how I'm doing, I'm going to choose to allow myself to be vulnerable and share with them. I'm going to encourage a scripture with them. It's, it's the little choices that will allow transformation. Yeah. Do those things that you've been putting off that you know aren't going to take very long. Like That's right. Cleaning that closet, cleaning out the garage, doing all that storage unit stuff that you've been putting off and for saying six oh, months. Yeah. For forever. <laughs> and, and you need to do that. Just take those time because part of that is just health in your own heart and your mind and your soul and your spirit to just say, okay, it's time to start doing something different and changing my routine. And because let me just, let me just speak this because I'm going to go a little bit more into this on Sunday. The new normal has changed. Yeah. Your, your baseline for busy is different. Right. Everything is different. So now your, your sleep schedule, I guarantee, has been changed like a lot of people. Your, uh, your work schedule, your life schedule, your marriage schedule, your kids' schedule, everything has changed. So help it change and transform for the better, not conform for the worse. Right. So that way you can continue to try to challenge yourself to where the transformation can take place so you are transformed in Christ to become a new creation yeah. so that you can fulfill God's purpose. Because to recap, that's what we're talking about tonight is, is we're talking about what's the purpose. We're frustrated with what everything is going on. There's a lot of angst and anxiety. There's a lot of stress and worry. There's a lot of hopelessness. There's a lot of hurt and pain. There's a lot of just confusion at the very least. And we know this, that the Bible says the enemy is the author of confusion. So when you see a lot of confusion, you need to know as a believer, it is straight from the pit of hell. That's That's not man's device. That's not God's device. He, the devil is the author of confusion. So when you see lots of confusion, conflicting reports, you need to know that's straight up demonic. That's nothing else. 
It's not man. It's the devil himself working and trying to bring confusion and frustration to people. And so now then we lose our purpose because we lost our job or we lost our home or we lost what we do and how much work we put in. So we lose our value and we lose, we're not able to function in the same way we used to as a marriage because we used to have more time apart. So now that we're all, all the time together, what are we going to do? And, and, and is that really healthy? And now I'm just frustrated. And what's the purpose and the meaning and all this? And for our kids, and, and we start getting frustrated because then we start trying to identify what's my purpose and what's the purpose instead of understanding that I'll never find my purpose. The, the, the purpose isn't found in the world, yeah. but my purpose is found in God. Yeah. David found it by serving the Lord. Yeah. His purpose alone fulfilled his life. At the end of his life, he was known for one thing. He served God's purpose and for his generation. And so that's what we're called to do. We're serving God's purpose, finding, being transformed, becoming a living sacrifice. And we're doing it by serving God's people. So when you serve God's people, you start identifying your purpose. When you start, instead of trying to uh, uh, chase down, like there's a lot of people right now, they want the, they want their new video to go viral. They want their TikTok dance to go viral. They want to be the next sensation. They want to be the next hit. They want to show their new family, you know, little video that they created and they want it to go viral and everybody to see it. Instead of chasing those things, you need to chase the things that really matter. Mm-hmm. And the things that really matter are saying, God, how can I just serve your purpose? How can I serve behind the scenes when nobody's watching? Yes. How can I just do something good for somebody without needing uh, some notoriety for it? How can I take care of somebody? Because when you start just serving God and serving his people wholeheartedly, joyfully, thankfully, all of a sudden, that, that what God will start taking you from obscurity to notoriety, just like he did David. Yes. David, he took David from the, sh- from the sheep field yep. to the battlefield and to the palace eventually because David served. Yep. And David had the heart of a servant. Right. David served and served and served. Jesus said, I came to serve and not be served. He washed his disciples' feet. When was the last time we served so much it hurt? Mm. We served so much it like it, it was a, it was a literal sacrifice. Absolutely. Because that's what serving should be. Serving is a sacrifice. Right. It should feel like a sacrifice. What a powerful word tonight. Yes. And thanks for letting me join you. Great. Great job, We team. did it together. <laughs> All right. We're going to go have our pizza party now. Yeah. No, well, we kidding. love you guys, and we're so thankful you tuned in tonight. We're so thankful that you're choosing to, to, to continue because there's an easy way to say, oh, the weather's nice. Oh, I can tune in later, or I can just check in later, or I can, you know, and we always love the procrastination plan rather than the, the important plan that says, let's take this important, let's take this as a priority, I should say, the priority plan of saying, God, you come first. And God, this I'm going to make time for this because we're all going to be tuning in together, streaming together, worshiping together, in your word together, in unity and agreement together. So you need to not do the procrastination plan. In fact, tag somebody right now who's on the procrastination plan and put them on the priority plan to say, God comes first and let's make yes. some scheduled times for the Lord in our life so that we can become that living sacrifice so that we can be transformed and we can be identified in his purpose and serve his purpose and his people because that's what we're talking about tonight what's the purpose what's the purpose and you know i'm just going to encourage you 
if you say, I'm just really still not sure where to go from here, let me tell you, you're going to finish this message. You're going to pray with us. You're going to stay plugged in the whole time. And then you're going to take two minutes and you're going to say, Lord, I'm ready. I'm available to you. I want to hear from you. Yes. What do you need me to do? What did Samuel say when the Lord kept waking him up in the middle of the night? He said, speak, Lord, for your servant is listening. That's all it takes. It doesn't have to be an hour-long prayer. It doesn't have to be a 15-minute prayer. It can be a one-minute, two-minute prayer. And you just say, Lord, I'm ready for you to redirect me. And I pray that you would direct my steps. And I'm just going to tell you, it's going to come to you in a little small voice. It's going to come to you in a little inkling. And the more that you follow those inklings, the more that you follow that voice, it's going to get louder because you're getting used to a communion with your father. You're getting used to a conversation taking place. So we encourage you tonight to do that. Amen. So let's pray. And then we're going to close with the blessing. Lord, we thank you for tonight. We thank you for this opportunity, God, to receive your word. We thank you for the opportunity, God, to be imparted into. We thank you, God, for that your word is going forth on a good ground to reap a good harvest. And we pray that transformation would take place and we would no longer conform to the world, the ways of the world, the ups and downs of the world, the crises of the world. God, that we would not be conformed to the world, but we would be transformed form in our mind and in our heart and in our life by the word of God in our life. And I thank you that you are speaking. I thank you, God, that we have the word in front of us to read and to study and to know. And Lord, I thank you, God, Lord, that we have the Holy Spirit speaking to us. And Lord, I pray that we would receive all that you have for us. And Lord, we wouldn't be seeking our purpose anymore. We would know that it's your purpose, that the only purpose, God, that can bring fulfillment is your purpose. Redirect us, God, Lord. Redirect us from our purpose to your purpose and help us to serve your purpose and serve your people because we didn't come to be served, but to serve. And I thank you, God, that we are going to find ways to serve our, our spouses, serve our kids, Kids, to serve our homes, to serve our neighbors, to serve our, uh, the, uh, the, our communities, our city, our state, our nation. We're going to find ways to serve. And I thank you, Lord, that we're not going to be worried about being in notoriety, God. We're going we're to live in a place of priority, knowing, God, Lord, that our heart belongs to you, God, and it doesn't belong in a spotlight. It belongs, Lord, in a servant's heart. And I yes. thank you, God, that we are going to serve wholeheartedly. We're not going to allow the enemy to try to take us, God, Lord, and turn us a different direction. We're going to serve your purpose wholeheartedly, joyfully, thankfully. And, Lord, we thank you for tonight. We thank you for this opportunity to be together. And, Lord, if there's anybody right now who wants to give their life to Jesus and surrender their heart, surrender their mind, and say, I want my life to belong to the Lord's. If that's you and you want eternity to come in your life, I want everybody to repeat after me. For everybody who's ready to receive Jesus, I want you to repeat it out loud wherever you are. Dear Jesus, I receive you now as my Lord, as my Savior, as my Heavenly Father. Forgive me of my sins. Wash me clean. Transform me. I'm forever yours. And I am saved. In Jesus' name. Everybody said, amen. Amen. Let's give God some praise wherever you are. Thanks for tuning in.
Absolutely. And so as we close tonight, we're going to be praying our Bridge Builders blessing together. And if you haven't gotten a chance to tune in when we do a Facebook Live, we've been uh, taking a line from our Bridge Builders blessing, and we've been expanding upon that and letting you know the background behind that, where we find that in Scripture, and why uh, we declare that as Bridge Church. So let's uh, join in on those. I think we're doing those on... Tomorrow. It'll be on Thursday at noon. Thursday at noon. That's right. Those are on Thursdays. So... We'll see you tomorrow at noon, right? That's right. That's how we let transformation take place because we join in and we are better together. Yes, we are. Let's pray this together. I am a bridge builder. This is my season of favor. I am blessed to live my best. I will choose to love him first. I will worship fully, love deeply, and my community will thrive because I am praying for it. I am a carrier of peace. I will represent God's gentleness to myself and others. I will live out his gospel. I am blessed to live my best because I am a bridge builder. Amen, Bridge Church. Tune in for the closing. We love you guys, and we'll see you on Thursday at noon. We are so glad you joined us today. If this message spoke to you and you decided to make a spiritual decision, we would love to connect with you. You can do that by sending us an email to info at wearebridge.church and let us know that you took that step today. Also, if you are new to our Bridge Church online family, we have a very special gift that we would love to send you. You can also email us at info at wearebridge.church and share some information so we can send that gift to you. Again, we're so glad you joined us today and we can't wait to see you soon. So stay connected because remember, we're better together. Bye, Bridge fam.